This is episode 546 of the AWS podcast, released on September 12, 2022. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to the AWS Podcast. Somlish here with you. Great to have you back. And I'm of course joined by Hon. How you doing, Hon? Fantastic and ready to get it started like a rolling stone. <laughs> the energy is high. The energy Absolutely. is high. So let's start with the topic of analytics. Amazon QuickSight Q authors can now identify questions that Q did not answer or required user disambiguation to generate an answer. This is a really useful feedback loop so that you can understand what things aren't being answered correctly so you can give it a little bit of help. And the QuickSight team have been super busy. They've launched a new user interface for data set management, and I'm a big fan of this change. Previously, the experience was a pop-up modal dialogue. And um, modals are something you should not do. They're big in the 90s. I'm a victim myself of creating lots of modals. Um, Don't do that. Um, So the old modal window used to have limited space and all functionality in one small modal window. Now you get a full page experience, clear breakdown, summary, refresh, permissions, usage, all the good stuff. Plus, more is coming on that particular page. And there is a new sign-in experience now generally available. So it is now a three-step experience. So the first page gives you the account name, second page for your username, third page varies depending on your sign-in configuration. Could be native QuickSight or Active Directory user, AWS root user or IAM user. If you're using SSO, no changes. And the team has also announced fine-grained visual embedding. So this allows you to embed visuals from QuickSight dashboards in applications and portals to give you key insights to users where they're needed most. And this is really useful for ISVs, et cetera, or public entities who just want to do the one-click embedding of the visuals into internal portals and public sites. Very cool. No infrastructure setup or management. Scales to millions of users very good capability. And finally, on this topic, we are happy to announce support for crawler history in AWS Glue. So this builds upon AWS Glue crawlers, and you, you, know, you use these to discover your data sets and extract schema information, etc. The history gives you an easy way to view crawler executions, the schedules, the data sources, the tags, the classifiers, all the things that it used to infer the data schema information. Now onto the topic of application integration. AWS Step Function adds 14 new intrinsic functions so you can process data more efficiently in workflows. Now this helps you simplify data processing, reduce calls downstream services, and write less code, which is pretty cool. Step Function is a low-code visual workflow service that supports integration with over 220 AWS service, 10,000 API actions, and now a total of 18 intrinsic functions. Now Step Function makes it easier to perform those type of array manipulation, JSON object manipulations, and math functions within your workflows without having to invoke downstream services or add task states. With building workflows, you may need to check the results of the map, parallel states, merge JSON objects, and create UUID. AppFlow now supports Salesforce version 55.0 and additional AWS private link regions. Amazon AppFlow is a fully managed integration service that helps customers to securely transfer data between AWS services and software as a service, SaaS applications in just a few clicks. Customers are now able to leverage enhanced features provided by version 55.0. For example, customers can now read and write recently added Salesforce objects and object fields with both AppFlow batch type and change data capture, CDC, event flows. API version 55 will be the default API for all newly created flows while maintaining backwards compatibility for existing flows. 
Amazon Apple also supports Jira Cloud as a source as well. Also on the topic of business application, Amazon Chime SDK now supports signaling client in C++. My original favorite, the Amazon Chime SDK lets developers add intelligent real-time audio, video, and screen share to their web and mobile application. WebRTC is a common library for video conferencing applications, and Amazon Chime SDK provides WebRTC-based media clients in JavaScript, iOS, and Android. With the Amazon Chime SDK C++ signaling clients, Developers can compile their preferred platform and establish signaling connections to the Amazon Chime SDK media services. Developers have the ability to custom WebRTC implementation to send and receive audio, video, screen sharing, and data messaging to Amazon Chime SDK meetings. Moving on to the topic of compute and lots of cool updates here. AWS Trusted Advisor has added a check for Microsoft Windows Server end of support on Amazon EC2. So this check inspects your Microsoft Windows Server workloads and automatically lists your Microsoft Windows Server instances that are end of support or nearing end of support. For example, Microsoft Windows Server 2012, 2012R2 extended support will end on October the 10th, 2023, and the instances that will reach end of support in less than 18 months will be flagged in the console so you can investigate further. And you can find flexible migration, modernization, and upgrade options as well. And you can follow best practices. This is a great way to avoid getting out of support. Amazon EBS has added the ability to take crash consistent snapshots of a subset of EBS volumes attached to an Amazon EC2 instance. Now, back in May 2019, we launched the ability for customers to take crash consistent snapshots of all EBS volumes attached to an EC2 instance with a single API call. Now you can choose to take crash consistent snapshots of a subset of EBS data volumes attached to the EC2 instance. And you can also use the Amazon Data Lifecycle Manager to automate this whole process on a retention schedule defined by policies. Now, remember, Amazon EBS snapshots are point-in-time copies of Amazon EBS volumes stored on Amazon S3. And customers use these snapshots in their backup or disaster recovery plans. And snapshots are commonly used to create a backup of critical workloads like large databases or file systems. And often customers will have multiple EBS volumes attached to an EC2 instance. Some of these may belong to different applications or may have temporary data like caches. And so you don't want to back them up and don't want to take the time to do that. Now you get that choice. AWS SAM CLI ES build support is now generally available. This is the serverless application model command line interface. And this is a developer tool that makes it easy to build, test, package, and deploy serverless applications. Now, ESBuild is the extremely fast JavaScript bundler, and it links JavaScript, which is JS, JSX, TS, and TSX, and CSS dependencies as deployable assets for the web, and you can now use it as part of your workflow. AWS Fargate has announced availability of Microsoft Windows Server 2022 images for Amazon ECS. Now, this adds to the list of already supported Windows Server 2019 runtime platforms for AWS Fargate, but it gives you the advantage of the latest Windows features as well. By running Windows Server 2022 on Amazon ECS with AWS Fargate, you can reduce your server core container image RTM layer by up to 33%, which gives you a reduction in the overall image size. Uh, you also get some other benefits like a longer support cycle. This is going to be five years of mainstream and five years of extended support and improved networking, lots of other cool features. Update for Amazon EKS. Amazon EKS Anywhere curated packages are now generally available. These are software packages that extend the core functionalities of Kubernetes. You can now install the Harbor package as a local container registry. 
the MS3 ingress package as an ingress controller and the metal LB package as the service type load balancer. We're also happy to announce workload consolidation for Carpenter, and that's Carpenter with a K. And this will automatically consolidate Kubernetes cluster workloads onto new EC2 instances to help increase utilization and lower cluster compute costs. Now, Carpenter is a flexible, high-performance Kubernetes cluster autoscaler that helps improve application availability, operational overhead, and cluster compute utilization by launching new EC2 instances that are best fit to the scale, scheduling, and resourcing requirements of the workloads in a cluster. And you can use this particular capability with the Amazon Elastic Kubernetes Service, EKS, or any conformant Kubernetes cluster. Now on to the topic of customer engagement. Amazon Connect launches API to search for queues by name, description, and tags. Now this API provides programmatic and flexible way to search for the queues by the names, tags, and also description. And also Amazon Connect launches an API for search for routing profiles by name, also tags and description as well. Amazon Connect launches AWS CloudFormation support for instant creation. You can use AWS CloudFormation templates to deploy Amazon Connect instances along with the rest of the AWS infrastructure in a secure, efficient, repeatable way. I love Miso infrastructure as code. Additionally, you can use AWS CloudFormation to deploy Amazon Connect instances along with other resources within the instance, including users, quick connects, and contact flows. Amazon Connect launches the ability to configure business operations days per week for capacity planning. This new feature is a part of Amazon Connect forecasting, capacity planning, and scheduling preview that helps predict contact volumes and average handling time, determine optimal staffing levels, and plan agent schedules to ensure you have the right agents working at the right time. Not every contact center is open at the same days, so the ability to select working days in the capacity planning user interface UI reduces the manual process to adjust the number of required full-time equivalent or FTE uh, agents while checking the business operations drop-down list, you can select which day's contact center is open. Onto the topic of database. Amazon RDS now supports setting up connectivity between your RDS database and EC2 compute instance in one click. Thank you, RDS team. I've been waiting for this one for a while. When provisioning a database using Amazon RDS console, you now have the option to select an EC2 instance with a single click to establish connectivity between the database and the EC2 instance following AWS recommended best practices. That is the key. And Amazon RDS automatically sets up your VPC and related network settings during database creation to enable a secure connection between the EC2 instance and the RDS database. This saves a whole lot of fiddly work you had to do and now you don't have to do it. Amazon RDS for SQL Server now supports email subscription for SQL Server reporting services, SSRS. No additional fee to use this. It is just a new capability that is part of RDS for SQL Server. Amazon RDS for Oracle now supports managed Oracle data guard switchover and automated backups for replicas. Now, this allows you to do read-only and mounted replicas as well within an availability zone or in a separate availability zones of a given region or in separate AWS regions. So the Oracle data guard switchover feature allows you to reverse the roles between the primary database and one of its standby databases with no data loss and a brief outage. It gives complete automation so you can do this as a trial before actually doing it for the real time. And um, basically, it just swaps it over real easy. Now, until today, with RDS for Oracle read and mounted replicas, in order to perform a disaster recovery drill, you needed to promote the replica as a new standalone database and then create a new replica to maintain the replication configuration. 
managed Oracle data guard switchover enhances the customer experience by simply reversing the roles of the databases without having to create the replicates. And finally, on this topic, Amazon RDS for PostgreSQL now supports a new minor version, 14.4. We recommend you update this to get uh, benefits of the known security vulnerabilities and bugs from prior versions and get on the good stuff. Now, on to the topic of developer tools. Smithy Interface Definition Language IDL 2.0 is generally available. Now, Smithy is a Amazon next-generation API modeling language that is based on our experience building tens of thousands of APIs, generating SDKs. Using IDL 2.0, developers can now author Smithy models and generate code from Smithy modules that is simpler and more intuitive way. Now, IDL 2.0 improves the developer productivity by reducing the amount of nullable properties in generated code, makes your code less error-prone by reducing duplications for larger API modules. This release also contains numerous other features, such as custom default values, resource properties, and improved consistency across operations, dedicated numeration shapes, and syntax improvements. AWS announces open source credentials fetcher to simplify Microsoft ID access for Linux containers. As you modernize your .NET applications to Linux containers, you no longer need to worry about the Microsoft Active Directory AD dependencies. You can use credential fetchers to access AD from services hosted in Linux containers using the services account authentication model. This package makes it possible to create Kubernetes tickets, specified group managed service accounts, GMSAs, in application running on Linux containers. So as a part of this launch, we've packaged the credential fetchers in the RPM format and added it to Fedora Linux, which is super convenient. You can also install this by using the DNF install credential fetchers. Moving on to the topic of front end and mobile. Amazon Location Service now supports refined access control for geofences and tracked devices. Now, this adds an additional layer of security and prevents unauthorized and unintended access while managing devices and geofences. So condition keys can now be used inside an IAM policy document condition block, which gives you finer permission control by geofence ID or device ID. So for example, a mobile application developer can now restrict each mobile user to view only the location of their own device and only be able to manage the geofences they created themselves. Onto the topic of game tech, AWS GameKit has added Unity support. So this means that AWS GameKit is now available for the Unity game engine. Now, AWS GameKit allows game developers to deploy and customize game backend features directly from a game engine. Now, AWS GameKit launched in March 23, 2022 with support for Unreal Engine, and now it also supports Unity. So with uh, this support, you can now integrate the following cloud-based game features into Win64, Mac OS, Android, or iOS games for both the Unreal and Unity engines in just a few clicks. So this is things like identity and authentication, achievements, game state, cloud saving, and user gameplay data. This is all examples of stuff that as a game developer, you don't want to have to be building. You want to make a cool game. Um, The logon page is not the cool part. Spoiler alert. And another update, Amazon GameLift now supports AWS local zones in general availability. So this increases the coverage for game developers while providing seamless, low-latency gameplay experiences for players. With this update, game developers can now tap into eight new local zones in Chicago, Houston, Dallas, Kansas City, Denver, Atlanta, Los Angeles, and Phoenix. And this allows you to get better latency and better performance for your gamers. Now on to the topic of Internet of Things. 
AWS IoT TwinMaker launches enhancements for scaling digital twins and building data connectors. This simplifies customer experience as they scale their digital twins and building data connectors. AWS IoT TwinMaker makes it easier for developers to create digital twins of a real-world system such as buildings, factories, industry, equipment, and production lines. Digital twins are also virtual representation of the physical system that can be regularly updated in a real-world scenario to mimic the structure, state, and behavior of the system they represent to drive business outcomes. AWS IoT SiteWise now supports non-unique asset names under different hierarchies. Now, this allows asset name reusability. The new feature simplifies scaling for companies creating asset hierarchies for more than one hierarchy tree within the same AWS account and AWS IoT SiteWise installation. This feature will allow companies to use asset names as unique identifiers across different systems, avoiding the need to create, keep different codes, paths for engineering, to feel basically for efficiency. However, customers will still be required to have a unique asset name under the same parent asset. Naming is always hard. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Onto the topic of machine learning. Custom forecast frequencies are now supported in Amazon Forecast. So this allows you to more closely align forecast intervals with your own demand cycles. Now, Amazon Forecast is a fully managed service that uses machine learning algorithms to deliver highly accurate time series forecasts. I actually use this myself. It's really, really good. Now, previously, forecasting frequencies were fixed at specific intervals, so yearly, monthly, daily, and hourly, or minute increments. Now, you can customize them to match your world. Amazon Forecast now supports what-if analysis, so you can quantify the potential impact of business scenarios on your demand forecasts. Simulating hypothetical scenarios through a what-if analysis is a very powerful business tool to stress test your planning assumptions by capturing possible outcomes. And it's a common practice to assess the impact of business decisions on revenue or profitability, or quantify the risk associated with market trends, or evaluate how to respond to logistics or workforce changes to meet customer demand. Now you can answer these what-if questions, and this is a, a really useful thing to do because uh, you know, I think uh, during the week I noticed an, another ship got caught in the, in the canal, um, which is one of those things you probably want to model. Amazon Personalize expands the number of events considered by filters to make recommendations even more relevant. Now this increases the limits and gives you control over the number of interactions considered by each one. Filters now consider up to 100 interactions per user per event type. So this allows you to really give a much more meaningful interaction. Amazon Polly now offers neural TTS support for Mandarin Chinese. And this is the neural version of Zhu, I hope I'm saying that right, which is Polly's Mandarin Chinese female text-to-speech voice. This gives you a much more natural sounding voice. Amazon SageMaker Automatic Model Tuning now reuses SageMaker training instances to reduce startup overheads by 20x. So this is on average, and it changes it basically from two and a half minutes to eight seconds. I like that kind of improvement. In scenarios where you have a large number of hyperparameter evaluations, the reuse of training instances can cumulatively save two hours for every 50 sequential evaluations. So this is really useful because SageMaker Automatic Model Tuning finds the best version of a model by running many training jobs on your data set using specific ranges of hyperparameters that you choose for your algorithm. And SageMaker Automatic Model Tuning then chooses the most optimal hyperparameter values that result in a model that performs the best. But you've got to test them all, and this makes that process faster. Amazon SageMaker Autopilot now provides custom data split options along with an improved experience for creating an AutoML experiment. 
Now, as I mentioned, SageMaker Autopilot automatically builds, trains, and tunes the best machine learning models based on your data while giving you full control and visibility. Now, when creating an autopilot experiment to train a machine learning model, you customize the splits of data used for training and validation of the models. By default, Autopilot splits the specified data set into 80-20% splits reserved for training and validation. Now you can customize those values as well. And finally, Amazon SageMaker Data Wrangler accelerates onboarding with sample data set and guided feature discovery. Now, with SageMaker Data Wrangler, you can simplify the process of data preparation and feature engineering and complete each step of the data preparation workflow, including data selection, cleansing, exploration, and visualization from a single visual interface. And customers using Data Wrangler can import data from Amazon S3, Amazon Athena, Amazon Redshift, Snowflake, Databricks Lakehouse platform, and there are many more coming. And on to the topic of management and governance. AWS Support launches support for managing cases in Slack. You can use AWS Support app to create, update, search for, and resolve support cases in Slack channels and start live chat sessions with support agents and members from your team. Using the AWS Support app will save you time by allowing you to manage support engagements in transparent interfaces and facilitate collaboration. Customers can now pay upfront with scheduled payments using AWS IQ. You can now use your expert upfront or schedule payments with this mechanism and also provide a press schedule that you set in proposals. With upfront, you can pay for work in advance upon accepting the proposals. You can also pay as you go in milestone payments. As a customer, you review these different payment types in the proposal and can work with your expert to select the option that fits your project needs. Amazon Managed Service for Prometheus Alert Manager and Ruler Logs now available in Amazon CloudWatch Logs. Now, this service makes it easier for you to monitor alarms operation metrics at scale. Prometheus is a popular cloud-native computing foundation open source project for monitoring and learning that is optimized for container environments. The Alert Manager allows customers to group, route, dedupe, and also silent alarms before routing them to end users via Amazon Simple Notification Service, SNS. The ruler allows customers to define the recording alerting rules, which are queries are evaluated at irregular intervals. With the alert manager and rule logs, customers can troubleshoot issues in their alerting pipelines, including missing Amazon SNS topic permissions, misconfigure alert manager routes, and rules that fail to execute. Automate AWS Control Tower guardrail management through APIs. Now, AWS Control Tower customers can now programmatically manage their controls, also known as guardrails, across their organizations. Customers can programmatically enable and disable view application status of controls available in AWS Control Tower libraries. The Control Tower APIs includes the confirmation support, allowing customers to manage AWS resources as infrastructure as code. AWS Control Tower also provides the option to prevent, detect the controls that customers can use, express their policies, intentions, entire organizations, or OU, in every AWS account within the OU. The API includes enable controls, disable controls, get controls operations, and lists enabled controls. AWS Control Tower, customize log retention. Now, this is for Amazon Simple Storage Service S3 buckets that store your AWS Control Tower trail logs. AWS Control Tower uses AWS Control Trails to record logs of actions made by users, roles, or AWS services. Now, these logs are stored in the Amazon S3 buckets, which are created in the core logging account. 
The Amazon S3 control trail buckets are retention policies that specifies the number of days after the logs were deleted. The default setting of one year for standard logging and 10 years for accessing that are applied for user choices, not just to customize your log rotation policies. By using the AWS Control Tower Custom Log Retention, users can also customize the policies in increments of days or years up to a maximum of 15 years. Customized log rotation provides users the ability and flexibility to meet different requirements log rotations in combination of industry, compliance, or internal company policies. AWS Config Conformance Pack templates now can be stored in AWS System Manager. Conformance packs are collections of AWS config rules, remediation, and actions that can be easily deployed in a single entity in an account and a region across organization in AWS organizations. Conformance packs are defined in a YAML-based template and deployed in AWS Config. So with this launch, customers can now utilize the SSM documents to store their conformance packs on AWS and directly deploy the conformance packs using the SSM document's name. With the SSM document support, customers have another storage mechanism to maintain their conformance pack templates. SSM Documents also provides customers built-in versioning, access controls, and sharing capabilities to ensure the integrity of the conformance packs template and make the deployment process more efficient. Moving on to the topic of migration and transfer, we're happy to introduce AWS Application Discovery Service Agentless Connector, which is a new discovery tool for the AWS Application Discovery Service. Now, this allows enterprise customers gathering information for their migration projects. And deployment occurs via a virtual appliance installed within the user's on-premises data centers, allowing one install to monitor hundreds of servers. And with Agentless Connector, you can configure the tool in a matter of minutes, and it currently supports gathering metadata from VMware virtual machines. Data can then be used in the AWS Migration Hub to explore the recommended EC2 instance types or supported in a CSV file. Onto the topic of networking and content delivery. Amazon Route 53 Resolver Endpoints announces a 99.99% service level agreement and updates its service level agreement for Route 53 hosted zones. So there is now an SLA for Route 53 Resolver Endpoints and provides an availability guarantee for this service. AWS will use commercially reasonable efforts to make Amazon Route 53 multi-AZ Resolver Endpoints available with a monthly uptime percentage during any monthly business cycle of at least 99.99%. In the event Amazon Route 53 Resolver Endpoints does not meet the service commitment, you'll be eligible to receive a service credit as described in the agreement. The SLA is now available in all regions where those endpoints are available. In addition, AWS has updated its 100% service level agreement for Route 53 hosted zones with an increased service credit percentage. AWS WAF Fraud Control Account Takeover Prevention now supports Amazon CloudFront. Now, this protects your application's login page against credential stuffing attacks, brute force attempts, and other anomalous login activities. Account Takeover Prevention enables you to proactively stop account takeover events at the network edge. And with this capability, you can prevent unauthorized access that might lead to fraudulent activities, or you can inform affected users so they can take preventative action. Account takeover prevention is offered through AWS Managed Rules, and once added to your AWS WAF Web ACL, it compares usernames and passwords submitted to your application to credentials that have been compromised elsewhere on the web. It also monitors for anomalous login attempts coming from bad actors by correlating requests seen over time to detect and mitigate attacks like irregular login patterns, brute force attempts, and uh, credential stuffing. And it's scoped down by default to act on your login page only. 
And with optional JavaScript and iOS Android SDK integrations, you can receive additional telemetry on devices that attempt to log into your application to better protect your application against automated login attempts by bots. This can also be used in conjunction with AWS WEF bot control and AWS managed rules to create a comprehensive defense layer against bots targeting your application. This is a really cool capability, definitely worth having a look at because it's uh, scary out there on the web sometimes. Amazon CloudFront has launched Origin Access Control, OAC. This is a new feature that enables CloudFront customers to easily secure their S3 origins by permitting only designated CloudFront distributions to access the S3 buckets. Customers can now enable AWS Signature version 4 on CloudFront requests to S3 buckets with the ability to set when and if CloudFront should sign requests. Additionally, customers can now use server-side encryption KMS when performing uploads and downloads through CloudFront. So this is a little different to how it used to work. Until now, customers were limited to using Origin Access Identity to restrict access to their S3 origins to CloudFront. And Origin Access Control improves upon Origin Access Identity by strengthening security and deepening feature integrations. Origin Access Control provides stronger security posture with short-term credentials and more frequent credential rotations as compared to the old way of doing things. And with Origin Access Controls, customers can generate granular policy configurations through resource-based policies, which gives you better protection against confused deputy attacks. Customers can use Origin Access Control to fetch and put data into S3 origins in regions that require SIG v4, also, Origin Access Control allows customers to use their server-side encryption KMS with their S3 origins, which was not possible using Origin Access Identity. This is all good stuff. Now, CloudFront supports both the new Origin Access Control and the legacy Origin Access Identity. Uh, if you have one configured for the old one, you can migrate your distribution to the new one very easily with just a few clicks. I'm going to do that myself on some of my distributions. You can now capture AWS site-to-site VPN connection logs using Amazon CloudWatch. So this gives you deeper visibility into your VPN setup to help you quickly troubleshoot and resolve any issues. With this feature, you can easily gain access to your site-to-site VPN tunnel activity logs, and it gives you details on IP security, tunnel establishment activity, including IKE negotiations, dead peer detection, protocol messages, and a whole bunch of other stuff that can make your life easier to fix things. Now onto the topic of security, identity, and compliance. Amazon Inspector now support window operations OS for continual software vulnerability scanning of EC2 workloads. Inspector has added Windows Server 2012, 2012 R2, 2016, 2019, and 2022 support for continual EC2 vulnerability scanning. Customers that have Inspector EC2 scanning already enabled and the AWS System Manager SSM agent installed and configured do not need to take any additional actions. Window instances now can automatically and continually be scanned for software vulnerabilities and unintended network exposure. New customers can get started with Inspector with a single click in the AWS Management Console by start assessing the software vulnerabilities in their EC2 instances, both Windows and Linux, along with their container images in Amazon Elastic Container Registry, ECR. Announcing new AWS IAM Identity Center successor uh, to AWS SSO, APIs to manage users and group at scale. AWS is launching additional APIs to create, read, update, and delete users groups in AWS IAM Identity Center successor to AWS Single Sign-On. The new API expands existing capabilities to reduce administrative efforts and save time to provide greater visibility into the user groups that are available in the IAM Identity Center. 
You can use the APIs for provisioning, deprovisioning, or updating user groups programmatically in Scalable Manager. The new Identity Center directory APIs enable you to retrieve users and their groups membership from the Identity Center directories for audit and reconciliation purposes. Amazon Macy adds ability to tune findings with allow list and enhance machine learning model to better identify sensitive data. You can now create and use allow list to specify text or text pattern you don't want Macy to report sensitive data. For example, an allow list might include corporate addresses, names of executives, or sample data used for testing. When you create sensitive data discovery job, you can configure the job to use one or more of your allow list in addition to choosing growing list of Macy managed data identifiers, MDI. Macy also allows the enhancement of the machine learning models used by managed data identifiers in order to produce more accurate and actionable findings when inspecting JSON data in your Amazon Simple Storage Service, Amazon S3 buckets. The accuracy of machine model is further enhanced by extracting additional context for surrounding fields in JSON data and JSON line files. This improvement reduces processing time types of files, which means your sensitive data discovery job will finish more quickly. AWS Firewall Manager adds supports for AWS managed rules for AWS Network Firewall. The AWS Firewall Manager now allows you to centrally configure your AWS managed rules for AWS Network Firewall policies, enabling you to stay up to date for the latest security threats without writing and maintaining your own firewall rules, which is super handy. Starting today, AWS Firewall Manager can centrally configure AWS managed rules for your network firewalls across your accounts, simplifying deployments, which is always very convenient. There is no additional charge for using AWS managed rules for AWS network firewalls. You can get started with the managed rules for network firewalls for new and existing network firewall policies. AWS Security Hub launches announcements notification topic. AWS Security Hub now publishes the announcements through the Amazon Simple Notification Service, SNS, helping you stay up to date with the latest feature release and announcements. To receive the announcement about new AWS Security Hub features, subscribe to the AWS Security Hub SNS topic in your preferred region. You can also use the AWS Lambda function to trigger events when notifications are received. And on to our last topic today, which is the topic of storage. We're happy to announce VMware Cloud on AWS integration with Amazon FSx for NetApp ONTAP. Now, this is a supplemental jointly engineered network file system data store option for VMware Cloud on AWS, so you can reduce costs and accelerate your migration to the cloud. Amazon FSx for NetApp ONTAP is a fully managed service that lets you run NetApp ONTAP file systems on AWS. With this integration, you can attach scalable high-performance storage independent from your compute resources to your VMware cloud on the AWS software-defined data center. Now, this gives you a lot of power in terms of reducing your storage costs and still meeting performance requirements, etc. It's a very typical combination that a lot of customers run, so now you can run it on AWS easily. Lots of cool updates there, Horn. How do people get in touch with you if anything's caught their eye? You can always reach out to me on my Twitter at HanSolo underscore one. That's H-A-W-N-S-O-L-O underscore one. And of course, you can do it old school. AWS podcast at Amazon.com is the place to do that. And one of our listeners did that the other day looking for some help. And uh, I think the, the team swung into action and, and created that help. So it was, uh, it was good to do to uh, connect people with the right people. That's what it's all about, isn't it, Han? Absolutely. And we do love to get your feedback, as I said. You can also record it on our webpage and send it to us too, if you prefer. And until next time, keep on building.